Hello everyone and welcome to another Golden Age Stories stream. Today we are playing Mage the Ascension Technogate 1999. Set in the year 1999, our game is, a fo is focused on the technocracy construct in Madison, Wisconsin called Technogate. You, um, that uses an encapsulated black hole to travel space. Our heroes are Technogate Team 42, a, newly te a newer team comprised of Phaedra, Tycho, Robert, and Malachi. I'm your storyteller, Frozen Fallout, and let's get started with some introductions. Phaedra, tell us a little bit about your character and what she looks like. Uh, well, Phaedra Brennan is... Uh... She's a black female, around 27 years old. Uh, she grew up in Las Vegas. Uh, she trained, or I guess, hunted down a person all the way up here to uh, Wisconsin uh, by the name of Mudden, murdered her mother. Uh, that's actually how she stumbled across this group of individuals. Uh, she is a progenitor, and she usually wears like a white blouse and black slacks your basic of attire cool and uh Tycho, tell us a little about your character and what he looks like uh Tycho is uh a born and bred technocrat in the the void engineers he grew up at the construct uh here in madison his mother is currently in charge of the r d department uh, and his father was the legendary, uh, adventurer Buck Samsonite, who disappeared when Tycho was just five years old in 1980. Uh, he is a six foot ish lanky white man who prefers, uh, retro futuristic clothing. So lots of metallics and, and mylars and old uh, and he carries a, his father's ray gun belt and uh and for a while before coming back to technogate he was running around with werewolves in another dimension the umbra awesome thank you and uh robert tell us a little bit about your character and what he looks like uh robert kell is a pretty unassuming uh like late 20s just a uh, kind of clean-cut guy. Uh, average build, average height, just white guy. Average hair, average everything. He always wearing a suit, tie, always carrying his briefcase around. Um, just kind of wouldn't really notice him in a crowd. Um, he was kind of at the edge of all of the Technogate type stuff and got pulled in and uh, kind of jumped right into the deep end with the, the Technogate group and he's just kind of trying to keep up right now and having a hell of a ride. <laughs> awesome, thank you. And Malachi, tell us a little bit about your character and what he looks like. Uh, Malachi is uh, uh, late 20s, uh, six foot tall with uh, scruffy hair, scruffy beard. Grew up in a military family. I uh, was very straight-laced, um, made some friends, uh, progressed, and got noticed by techno, uh, by the technocracy. Uh, made some friends with some reality deviants, which ended up being a problem. Uh, after that, that's when he went all scruffy. Um, he was assigned uh, to TG42 um, to provide protection for the civilians, and, uh, and so far he's, he's enjoying the change of pace. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you all so much for playing in this game with me and, uh, you know, broadcasting live with me over Twitch. Um, you know, it's been a lot of fun. I look forward to continuing doing some more. Um, so we just want to make also a little comment here on Lexicon. Um, we're going to try as best as we can to try and switch over a little bit more to a little bit more techno babble talk rather than using things like um, realm, I'll use planet or dimension. Um, instead of uh, Umbra, I'll use space. Instead of spirit, I'll use alien. Um, now, some of our characters do have a little bit of a background in um, the concepts of what a spirit is and stuff like that, just like Samantha Carter understands 
more of the the techno babble talk, you know, in 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 Stargate, comparatively to um, you know the the major who or the the colonel or whatever. Um, but in any case, uh, so we're just we're just gonna try and you know try and do our best on it. That's not necessarily something we're gonna hold to really well. The main thing is for me is that I'm gonna be trying to talk in that uh, kind of lingo. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and jump right into the game here. So our heroes have been investigating a realm located in deep space called Altered Earth. This replica of Earth was created after the bombs were dropped in August 6, 1945. At first, this planet was doomed to play out the Armageddon scenario that we all thought was going to happen. However, they were saved by a person called Adam Levin, a virtual adept who then became the ruler of this realm, or of this planet. Technogate 42 learned of this realm or of this planet after receiving a distress call from Buck Samsonite, father of Tycho and one of the original members of the first Technogate team. They arrived at the planet using one of the newest starships Technogate had completed, only to find that the planet was encapsulated in a force field and none were allowed in or out. This force field was powered by six powerful nodes. Scattered across Earth, um, the uh, near space, the tempest, mid space, high space, and deep space. All six of these nodes must be destroyed in order to bring down the barrier that shields this planet and save Buck Samsonite, who has been missing in action since he left on a top secret mission that only control the ruling entity of the technocracy, knows the details of. We find our heroes being briefed on their next mission, having been woken um, from their sleep in the middle of the night by General Bridges. He explains to them, or, and he explains to them, we have located one of the six nodes of power shielding the planet. Located just beyond Altered Earth, there is a planet of flesh and bone. No information is known about this realm, and Control has classified all information pertaining to the rescue operation of Samsonite, but has given the rescue operation the highest priority. You are the only team that is being sanctioned in order to venture to this planet and deactivate the node powering the shield around Altered Earth. You are to leave immediately on the Orpheo and travel through the Technogate, which will take you to deep space. Once there, you will take uh, it'll take you a three-way um, journey using the Orpheo's experimental jump drive before you reach your destination. Any questions? How experimental are we talking? It's the same one that you used in order to get to... Um, oh, okay. okay. In order to get to Alter Earth in the first time. Yeah, I remember that part. The Orpheo, it's our ship. And he said that we didn't have any information on the the uh, the planet of flesh and blown bone. Yeah, at this time, um, we have only been able to lo uh, discern its location, and we were able to get a small spy drone that was um, seemed to able to get one image to us before losing power. Oof. Which is the amount of power it took to get to that realm. Um, and it took this long to get that snapshot. What does, uh, does he have a copy of it? What does it look like? Um, he displays on the screen a planet that, you know, is just basically what looks like a big ball, but it looks flesh-colored with some, you know, white bone kind of laced throughout it, but it's a blurry picture as well. Gross. <laughs> well, let's get ready. The basic scans right, that, that kind of come back and stuff like that kind of detail out that it's made of flesh and bone of some kind of organic alien material. Gross. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't never seen that shit. Um, any other questions for the general? Otherwise, I think we just got to get suited up uh do we have any other similar 
dimensions that we can cross reference to um you know prepare like uh do we need full hazmat suits full spacesuits or uh did we get a did, did we get an atmospheric reading um we did get an atmospheric reading it does have oxygen um it is um and in the habitable quote unquote zone around one of the local stars N25254, whatever, I'm never gonna repeat that. I didn't write it down. Um and oh, N25254? Yeah, N25, yeah. Um and uh the um it does seem to have a habitable, um, but uh, you know, as far as suits and and the like i would take as many precautions as as you like um and you're gonna have to locate and shut down whatever this power source is so we don't we don't even know what that is at this point or what what you're gonna have to do so you're kind of flying in blind you do have three weeks of preparation that you can kind of do to a certain degree um but at uh, this explosives. point in time we don't have much uh to go on as to what you will need immediately, but you can do any kind of immediate requisition that you need from Technogate, um, but you do need to leave within the hour. Oh, so it's going to take us three weeks on the ship to get there. Correct. Yep, you uh, have okay, to take multiple sense. jumps in order to get there, and it takes some cooldown times. And Yep. Uh, explosives? Yay or nay? Uh, explosives are totally fine. You, you might have to destroy a power source. So, yeah, I'm thinking the rocket launcher might be good for that. Yeah, we'll head to we'll head down to uh, the quartermaster, and or I'll head down to the quartermaster and get set up and uh, get some options, and we can get on our way. I would like to requisition jetpacks. Yeah. The good kind. Always good when we get to bust out the jetpacks. Right, Phaedra? So excited. <laughs> well, if that's all, dismissed. Uh, all right. So I'm heading to the quartermaster. All right, so you arrive at the quartermaster. He's, you know, behind the the glass and stuff like that, you know, that's all the protective shit because, you know, just in case you're going to try and shoot him and kill him for all the cool shit back there. Yeah. You know how they do. Um, do I get the jetpacks from you or are you just weapons? Um, this is weapons and all uh, I'm sorry. This is requisitions in general. So, okay. All right. We need, uh, I need a four jetpacks. I need, uh, uh, we use a laser cannon. Um, is that available, or was that? Uh, are you? Oh, you're talking about the uh, X32 um, laser rocket launcher. Well, l yes. laser launcher. Yes, that that's that sounds right. Um, can I see your uh, your your papers uh, regarding the mission that you're going on? Sure. Uh, uh, hopefully. It, the, that it part isn't classified out, and I give him whatever I have. Yeah, you yeah you have like papers that'll let you you know what requisitions are allowed. And he kind of just looks at it and goes, "Yeah, so what do you need? Like twelve of these, thirteen? How many?" Um, let's do four. I assume that that's how many fits in a case. So, okay. He goes back and, and grabs uh, four suitcases. Um. I'm also going to grab a handful of grenades. Goes back. We'll say six of those if I can. Standard grenades or photon grenades? Uh, difference? Uh, well, photon grenades generate an area of field around them that's approximately uh, 20 feet uh, radius that will pretty much be vaporized by, um, you know, like a photon blast. Uh, regular grenades are shrapnel-based. Get both. Yeah. I'm standing there. Get both. <laughs> let's 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 keep our options open. We'll uh, we'll get uh, six of each. Does that sound all right? Uh, Fine with me. Can we get like way more than that? No, no, no. You don't want to go. These things are heavy. You don't want to carry a ton of stuff. Believe me. 
Well, they're, they're going to be on a ship. We can bring them along on the ship and just have them on the ship. Uh, all right, let's make it a cool dozen of each. Nice. All right, you want me just to ship that to the uh, to the ship? Yeah, if you could, and uh, along with the X-32s and the jetpacks. All right. Um, I'll deal with getting my own suit there. Uh, anything else anybody can think of from uh, uh, the armory? Does the ship have its own, like, uh, dune buggy kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the ship's already got uh, that. And this planet is flesh. Is did I understand that correctly? Correct. Yep. So there's a chance that it itself is alive. That's uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess you could is, say that maybe. Do we have any type of like a, I don't know, a neural dampener that in case this thing has some type of like powerful, yeah, powerful uh, mind control influence, yeah. Good Absolutely, call. we we can give you some. Uh, she or he, he goes back and kind of looks through the uh, inventory uh, list um, on one of the computer computer display terminals that has like a full list of all the stuff. Um, you know, normally he just kind of enters into a couple of things, but he's kind of like searching through. He's got like this kind of crazy list of shit that's kind of coming up, and he's scrolling through it all, and he's like, shh, shh, oh, and he opens up a big uh, window, and he's like, yep, that's it right there. <laughs> And uh, he pulls um, he pulls up the files for it, and you see like a you know little robot come kind of come on over and drop off a suitcase. And he opens it up, and it's got five um, like or well, it would be so there's four of you, so it'd be twelve or sorry eight um, like little round devices that go on your temples. These will Perfect. completely. Not, uh, negate any mind influence attempts that are being done on you, positive or negative. Hmm. Sounds good. Uh, is there any whitelisting capability on these? Unfortunately, no. Interesting. Okay. I mean, that's definitely better than nothing, in my opinion. True. Yeah, we always can choose to take them off. Uh, I'd rather not get controlled by a uh, size mind, mind, hive mind. It will count as an active item on you, so it'll give you that. You know, as soon as you get two, four, six, eight, you'll get uh, plus ones for every oh. two points of items, quote unquote, magical item or uh, advanced items that you have on t on you. They're right, active. Well, it's nice to have our options open. We'll see what happens when we get there. Um, I know that you guys normally uh, order shields. Um, you want. Uh, you want that standard requisition? Um, we do have an advanced yeah. shield that it looks like you're qualified in order to uh, to requisition this time. Uh, what's the what's the stats on the advanced? Um, advanced uh, shield out of game will give you um, a six um, aggravated dice roll uh, soak for pretty much anything. I don't know, guys. Do you think we really need it? <laughs> uh yeah i look back at the guy and i'm like how many can we have uh, i can requisition four of them to you it's all that we got in in stock currently you do okay but working we'll, on yes. making some more yeah well, it's not like, you can, not like you can wear two so not unless you're crazy <laughs> just negates the other shield Zero. No, it, it actually ends up stacking against all odds. Just they just end up. You have two plus six. Hell of a silk roll. Um, uh, question: Does that work with the the big suit of armor, or is it? Uh... Uh, yes, it does. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I forgot Malachi. It will be two. That's two items, though. If you combine those two together. Oh, then the third will be the mind thing. That keeps me to mundane, but I'm okay with that. I don't cast a lot of magic while I'm in combat. I do more shooting and throwing. We'll, 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 we'll play it by ear as we go. All I right. Like um, anything else that you guys would like? Uh, I'll head over to the lab of the progenitor section and restock my lab, pick up some embryos. Okay. What? <laughs> what? You know what? what? I don't even want to know. You don't know what we'll need, 
So I would rather, if we need a certain animal, I should just be able to grow it. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. Oh, also, did I give experience out last game? I don't think I did. Nope. Um, so that's going to be a completion of a story and the chapter. So chapter will be four experience points, and I'm going to give you guys five experience points for the awesomeness of that story that you guys ran. So nine total? Nine total. Up to 27. Phaedra, I would highly um, suggest trying to get life three, because that's what you're really looking for, I think. I mean... You also might want to consider doing, instead of Correspondence 3, doing Life 3 instead. Uh, well, cor Correspondence needed to, to do a lot of the things, like, uh, severing limbs and stuff. Oh, yeah. I need life for <laughs> if I want to, like, clone people, and that, that happens at 3. So I'm keeping my Correspondence, I'm getting, like, next. Okay, yep, no, make, makes sense, makes sense. Good that you studied that up on that. I didn't study it at all. I just, uh, but uh, so I'll, I'll put a lot of faith into your power <laughs> to a certain degree. I got, I got it. <laughs> what, what does a ret four cost again? Uh, I'm looking for that list right now. Eight times, I believe, what you're buying, right? Eight times four. That's uh, thirty-two. So wait. Is it seven times three for what I want then? Uh, if I'm trying to get another sphere? Yeah, if you're trying to get a sphere to three, then it's if it's not your primary sphere, um, which it sounds like correspondence is your primary sphere since it's the only one at three. So that's 21? So that would be 21, yep. I have exactly 21. I think I'm going to go for life right now. There you go, nice. Three, switch that to zero. Yeah. I can clone people now. All right. So, um, anything else that you guys want to do before uh, heading off into deep space? I will say goodbye to my mother. You know, because I might not be coming back. Okay, yep. Bye, Mom. Stay safe out there, and I hope that you find your father. Do you? And I walk away. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ooh, drama. And I run back, and I give her a hug. Aww. She hugs you back. All right, so I'm going to take that as a sign that we don't have anything else specifically that we need to do. Um, so you guys are going to jump onto the Orfeo here and jump over to that uh, picture here of your uh, nice little spaceship that you guys have that you use to uh, jump around. Um, and you'll be taking that through the techno gate here. So you guys kind of just like plow right through into the uh, black hole that sends you through the great vortex of insanity no, uh, into uh, the other dimensional space travel that you guys have access to. And uh, you guys are in, in, in warp basically at this point. So... Um, actually go to the inside of the ship so you guys have three weeks uh you guys are going to be jumping in and out we're going to start with um day one here so you guys want to hear the uh the chorus for the the space shanty i wrote <clears throat> says tycho is up. that even a question yeah hit me up <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I gotta, I gotta, gotta get the pipes ready. <clears throat> I slowly Orfeo. take out my and start recording. <laughs> you interrupted me. Orfeo, sail into the black. Orfeo, out beyond the night. 
Orfeo, we won't be coming back. Orfeo, until we find the light. That's awesome. You got a nice bass going there, a uh, bass line, you know. That's, uh... Yeah, that's the chorus. I'm not comfortable with singing the verses yet. <laughs> Do each of us have our own verse? Yeah, eventually, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I suppose we could have. Oh, no, I didn't mean each of us sing our own verse. I meant, did you write a verse about each of us? <laughs> uh, oh, not yet. That's a good idea, though. I hadn't thought of it. Well, if you need any, you know, input into the workings of a great mind like mine for your verse, just let me know. I will. And I go back to my uh, brainstorming notebook about space shanties. Want to work on integrating the shield into the suit? Unless if it's just like a mod, you just plug in. Um, yeah, you can kind of just uh, strap it on. Not a problem. All right. I just want to make sure that that's good to any surprises. And then for uh, the first, you know, couple of days, I'm going to re-up my prime bullets to make sure that they're the aggravated. They do aggravated damage. Yep, not a problem. Uh, I'm assuming we can get back to full willpower with all the rest we're having. Absolutely. Yep. You guys are fully re-energized. All right. I will also take my two quintessence. All right. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you guys are going to mostly relax on uh, day one. Uh, would you like an ret roll for the bullets? Um, no, I'll just give you that. Okay. Right. So. Yeah, we got plenty of time. Uh, I'm going to go and um, uh, poke my head in to uh, the lab and uh, verify that the vampire is sleeping comfortably. I was wondering if anybody was going to bring up the vampire. So you're you coming know. to visit me at my lab? Yeah. He's sleeping yeah, tight. Excellent. But yeah, Does the uh, crew know about that? Uh, not as far as I know. No. Not unless you guys want them to. Nope. I would say not even her research assistants. I'm guessing she's got them like sanctioned off in some, you know, special yes, room is, of her lab. Also, the, uh... does does it intrigue any of you that you guys are going to a planet made of flesh and, and bone and you you just saw your friend twice now turn into a giant monster of flesh and bone, but she doesn't have the ability to do that normally. Well, now she might actually. Just, just with just the spheres. Yeah. I haven't I, put it together. Uh, I'm hoping that it works out well for us. Maybe I love even, that you guys trust me. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll even bring it up while I'm in, on my, uh, my visit. Of just like, yeah, so... You think you can... Uh, it's pretty impressive. You, can you control it? Uh, not yet. Working on Also, do you guys like cat? Cat? Like, like the feline? Eh, maybe I should go with the bat instead. I'm trying to think of a... I want a pet. Maybe a bat would work better. Yeah, like I like cats. <laughs> Sugar glazers are pretty sweet, but they're uh, a handful to take care of. You know, you want to, you got to take care of them. They can't really fly, though, like a bat can. Ferrets are a lot of fun. On a ship, I'm though, the cat probably... bat, but the vocal cords are going to be very complicated. Just stick some mouths on the side of its neck. <laughs> Tycho, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know what? Velociraptor. Pet? Make the Velociraptor. No, because I'm going to use my pet for surveillance. I think a Velociraptor is a little bit more noticeable. Make a tiny <laughs> one. Little tiny <laughs> mouths on the side Turn of the neck. That would be cute. <laughs> I just like oh, the idea of some... 
something that I can kill with a tennis racket opposed to needing a shotgun. You know, in case. In case. Well, if you're going for surveillance, I would say like a, a hovering bird. That's why I was thinking a bat. Bats well, don't hover. Owl, well, owls got really good eyes. They, don't, they also don't really hover, though. I'm imagining a hummingbird, but instead of a head with a beak, it's just an eyeball. Gross. That might work. You guys uh, are gross. The makeup wouldn't work because you know they have to constantly forage around for stuff or else they die, so maybe not a hummingbird. Unless they're disposable. I don't know how hard it, t- it is to make them. But you know, if it lives for like 25 it's minutes. Really, like if I've got this body part and this body part, put them together. That's that's, that's all I need. Hmm. Well, it sounds like you got uh, your options are open. You do you, girl. I do like the idea of a bat, specifically because of the night. Uh, it makes you know maybe do two: one for night surveillance, one for day surveillance. I think I'll go with a gecko with bat. Wings grafted on. Flying gecko? Yeah. Oh, his name will be Insurance. <laughs> be sweet if the, uh, the bat, the, um, you throw a little chameleon in there and like the wings, when they fold up on the, on the back of the gecko, they also can change color slightly to blend in. You know, I'll go to the lab and, and mess with some embryos. Thank you for the ideas. I think that's what I'll do for my first day. I I love and terrify our little chats we have together. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me how much an ability is. Uh, two times what you're buying. Okay. And uh, spheres are eight, you said? Uh, seven, I think, and then Arate. Seven, eight. yep. Okay. And five if it's your primary uh, sphere. Let me... Uh, do we get the discount for knowledges uh, as mages? Um, I think you're I citing out of, like, first or second edition. There's some... Uh, yeah, probably. About that. Um, but I don't believe that there's anything 20th anniversary about that. I know there's stuff... It used to be with library that you could do like skill bumping of knowledges and stuff like that up um, or something yeah, like that. But I don't think that they. I, I, I'll have to double check that. But I don't think. Yeah, that it might have. It might have just been libraries that made knowledges cheaper that I'm thinking of. But I know uh, that there was a mechanic behind that. If you find it yeah. in the 20th anniversary, it totally will go with it. But as far as I remember, I'm not willing to look it up right now. So. Well, neither so... am I. <laughs> there we go. Um, all right, so any, I've anything got, I've got a slightly large proposition that would basically be my full three weeks. Ooh, I like. I, I would like to go into a deep meditation. With? Focusing on... And, and fasting as well. Um, focusing on the... So I think Robert's always been kind of a naive guy. That's why he has no subterfuge. Um, he's just kind of always followed along and things have gone well. And I think it's finally dawning on him just how much deception there is in the world. And I think especially having been like betrayed by, you know, the techno gate and all that i i think like this is his first real break after all that stuff and after the big race and all that and everything that happened there and i think i'd like to get two points in subterfuge and a my second sphere in entropy um yeah absolutely um the so the two-week period, what I'll say is that um, I can, I'll let you get the one point in entropy right now. Okay. Um, and I'll let you get one point in, in subterfuge right now. At the end okay. of the three weeks, you'll have uh, the the next point in subterfuge. Cool. It's solid. I love your explanation. 
We should make him practice lying to the crew. <laughs> Just going up to me and asking him to tell him a lie. <laughs> no, man, he's lying to himself. That's what he's doing. <laughs> he's deeply meditating and arguing with himself. On yeah, I'm, 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 I'm trying to convince myself of things. Hey, <laughs> that's my wheelhouse. <laughs> All right, so uh, I think the first day sounds like everybody's kind of, you know, making bullets. Uh, Phaedra is, I'm guessing, working on the vampire and checking in. Right, so do you openly want to talk about your your disease with me? Um, or, or do you want to go a little bit more private? I'm just wondering um, how much you want to divulge to everybody of what's going on. Uh, I do not want to bring this up to the crew, uh, yet. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Until it becomes a problem. <laughs> uh, what about the players, though? Like Tycho and Robert and Malachi? Are you, are you cool with them? That's, that's who I'm talking about. Out of game, okay. I could talk to everyone. But in game, I do not want to tell anybody yet. Okay. Until I can, can relieve their, their worry a little bit. Okay. Um, so... What are you specifically, uh, are you just trying to do a general research on the disease itself, or are you looking into the vampire more at this point? Uh, I'm going to do a mixture of both. I'm going to start with my own blood sample. Uh, uh, I can do something called a gene scan, uh, which will tell me uh, my genetic code and basic stuff about a disease. I want to isolate it and figure out what exactly it's doing. Okay. Um, so at the, at the beginning of this kind of research, now that you've got the vampire and stuff like that, um, what you can kind of tell at this point is that you definitely have the same disease that this guy has, and he's much more advanced than you. Um, he still hasn't been... Um, consumed by the disease and you don't know what would happen at that point but he's definitely near that point um, you can tell that this is some kind of symbiotic creature that is kind of melded into both of you um, at this point in time you're not able to really come up with a a, a clear identifier on you know you might be able to with blood samples um but you would really need like a full blood tissue like a full analysis on a person a deep 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 scan in order and then you also have to have the knowledge that you kind of have with vampires and even then it's taken you some time um, you know, over the week that you've you've been looking into this, you know, problem with yourself and having this vampire at your disposal. Because um, even before we got onto the spaceship, you guys had about a week of downtime. Um, and so at this point in time, you kind of have an idea of, you know, if you had a lot of time with a subject, you might be able to figure it out, but there's no way for you to get a quick scan on somebody to know whether or not they're infected with this disease or not, but it, it will infect the living, the dead, the undead. Um, and it is some kind of weird disease that transmutes mostly through blood. So the dead, it's very most likely not going to be too much of an issue, depending on how long they've been dead, quote unquote. But, um, but it is a a blood disease. Okay. Could I? Could I rid some type of dialysis machine to rid myself of this blood? So that's kind of what the mad scientist doctor was working on. Um, a machine was not something that he was able to come up with, but he came up with the idea of putting it into another person. And that's what he was trying to do with um, Robert. Oh, he's he was trying to take it out of the vampire and put it into Robert. True. Okay. 
that would probably be the simpler version, but we have machines that do something very similar for dialysis. Could just pump out your own blood, it cleans it, and then it puts it back in your body. He wasn't able to find a way to clean it. He tried that, um, but it doesn't, it, it didn't, he couldn't clean it. It just wouldn't clean. And the only way that he found was a very complicated procedure that basically infused it into another person. It was the only way that the organism, because it seems to have almost a, a, an amount of sentience and it wouldn't let itself be cleaned completely. So it would just kind of like, you know, continue to infect the, you know, you'd clean some of your blood and it would just infect it when it got back into you. Um, and you, you know, you'd have to remove all of your blood from you all at once and then, you know, clean it per se. Um, and you know, he, he wasn't going to do anything like that though. And even that he doesn't know if it would work, you know, it, it might come back. Um, but he did find that it was, it was able to, as an entity, you could kind of move it to another person. Now, whether this would have worked or not is unknown. It's possible that both would have just become infected. And that's what happened every other time that he tried it. But he thought that he had gotten the, the next level and he was right at that point. And all he needed to do was just try it out on one more test subject um, that was not infected with this disease. Okay. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just keep, keep my software running for research and just put that on the back burner for a bit. All right, cool. Um, so, uh, let's see. So Malachi's making stuff. Phaedra was doing research. Robert's doing some deep meditation, fasting. Um, Tycho, what are you up to for the night? Uh, uh, you mean for the three weeks? No, just for day one. Uh, I'll start looking through my dad's journal. Oh, nice. Um, give me, um, are you going to do like quick paging through for a wits check or are you going to do a deep scan and read for an intelligence check? Uh, let's just do a wits check for now. Um, so at this point I'm going to do straight up wits. I, unless you can, maybe academics, but even then, yeah, just as straight well, wits difficulty for. Let's go academics because I don't have any dots in that. Okay. Difficulty four. Three successes. Sorry, one second here. Need to switch. There we go. Much better. Okay. Um, so, yes. Um, three successes. You do quite uh, quite a good read um, on this. Um, and I'm sorry, this was a, a wits or an intelligence check? This was wits. Wits. Okay, so you do kind of like a paging through kind of some stuff, uh, mainly looking for more information on you know this. Uh, well, I'm uh, Are you are you looking for more information on the shield, or are you just in uh, doing like a general search on your dad? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, insight into the shield and possibly even this planet, but I'm not expecting to find anything about this planet that okay. we're going to. Um. So your dad does have information on, you know, regarding the shield. Um, there is, you know, the the five nodes and there's a specific mechanical device that he designed in order to siphon the power to wherever you wanted to create the shield. Um, and you don't necessarily need to use different realms and stuff like that. You can just use five nodes on or six nodes on Earth. And, you know, any six nodes could power this thing. And then you would just have to destroy all six nodes once you get it up and running. Um, but he did have specific devices. And so you see the, the forks are, you know, the original design for creating the shield itself and, um, and where all the power kind of pours into to a certain degree. Um, and then there's these um, little... Uh, like blue cubes that have a energy, like basically they're, um, they turn bright blue, but they're a mechanical kind of device that you can get, interact with. Um, and it allows you to kind of take the power of a node and transfer it over 
to the um to the the shield itself and it has a shutdown mechanism um so it wasn't you know on the same page as the the forks were but it has like you know five pages down later there's like a a schematic of the cube and it kind of explains the whole mechanic of turning it on and turning it off and um you know it seems to be a pretty simple process that if you could find this cube you could just shut off the node uh transferring power to the shield wow cool um i will uh digitally scan the relevant passages and um put that in everybody's mission brief folder um and then quietly to myself in my quarters i will say father what were you up to <laughs> and then it cuts away because that's dramatic that's dramatic all right and actually um at this point, we're going to get to a little cliffhanger that um, I'm going to take. I think we're going to take a little bit more breaks. Um, we're going to try doing three breaks, um, but I'm going to do like five minute breaks, um, you know, five, six minute, you know, just kind of little breathers for us um, and then kind of try and divvy up episodes into maybe three one hour long episodes. Um, so before we go to our break here, um, as we still have a little bit of time before we got to get to an hour, um, we don't have to go to exact anyways, though. But um, day two, so you guys kind of all go to sleep, you know, do your, you know, do the things that you guys did that day, fall asleep, everything seems to be normal. The next day, um, you know, the ship powers up for its next jump and you go into hyperspace for... You know, you know, things are going along not too bad. You know, it, you usually stay in this for about a 12-hour period, and then you drop out and you do a 12-hour period where you're in normal space. Um, so the first, like, six hours, just normal. It's all fine. You guys get breakfast, kind of relax, you know, get ready for what your, what your day is going to be, you know, expecting it to be just... You're just jumping from one place to another. You're not going to have any problems and it's deep space so what the fuck are you going to encounter out here and of course you fucking do encounter something because six hours into your trip you are ripped out of hyperspace and you descend down onto a planet as you guys scramble i'm guessing whoever is scrambling to the bridge to try and figure out what the hell is going on here as the ship is just starting to shake and and um does anybody want to hit up any panels or is anybody going to the bridge? What are you guys doing as the ship just gets ripped out of hyperspace and seems to be like shaking and falling out of the sky? <laughs> like you can feel the gravity of something beneath you. I rush yeah. to put on the armor. <laughs> I'll run to the bridge. Humming the song. <laughs> What's going on? All right, who's all going to the bridge? I'm staying back to make sure that uh, my guest doesn't wake up. Yep, that's a good idea. So I believe we have uh, Robert as Malachi. Did you say you were going to the bridge as well? I am deep in meditation. And um, I am actually going to put my armor on. I guess I'll go to the bridge after I have it on if I fit. Um, but yeah. otherwise, that's I'm going to put my armor on in my quarters. All right, cool. Um, so, Tycho, you arrive at the bridge first, and and when you arrive, you see before you what looks to be um, you know a knight's. You're you're definitely in a night kind of like darkness that you can barely see anything, but there is like a rushing of wind and clouds around you that you can almost more more feel than see. And you're rushing down towards the planet. All of the lights and everything are are flickering on and off. Um, power seems to be going out around the entire ship. Um, so every character is experiencing the flickering of lights and all of the councils are non-responsive to any interaction that you have. 
the captain looks over and says, It appears that there's some kind of rogue planet that we've run into. There's nothing that we have on sc- or had on scanners and nothing that we were uh, seemed to be approaching. This thing just came out of fucking nowhere. And uh, some kind of magnetic interference is, uh, is affecting all of our instruments. We can't get a reading on anything. All we know is that we're falling out of the sky. Oh, no. I go to the cargo bay. Um, Malachi, actually, uh, did you, um, you're going to the cargo bay without that information, or are you going to arrive at the the bridge first? Um, no, as far as I'm concerned, we're under attack. I'm putting the armor on, and I'm going to the place where they're most likely going to try to breach. So, the cargo bay. All right, sounds and good. And then, oh. you know, we got radios if, uh. If I get updated information, I'll obviously change my my plan. But uh, do the do the radios work? The radios do not work. Um, oh, and I forgot. Um, sorry, Malachi. You get to your armor, and it you get into it, and as soon as you try and do, or actually, it's you, you can tell it's not powered at all. There's no no energy going to it whatsoever. It's completely powered down and flickering and malfunctioning. Uh, uh, pulling out the the prime scanner. Prime scanner is fluctuating and freaking out as well. Everything that's advanced technology is completely going down the drain. In fact, some mundane technology, like you kind of look at your gun and it just seems to be like it's rusting and being weird. Like you're like, what the fuck? No, not the gun. These bastards are gonna die. Um. Start carving yourself a spear. I, uh, I, I like take. I, I draw and look at the combat knife. Is is a piece of metal okay? Or I mean, it's shaped. Combat knife is not problem. Doesn't seem to be. And it's not like a quick rust or anything like that. Like the guns is disappearing or something. But it's like you can tell that it's probably not going to function. There's just there always seems to be a little bit of rust in the wrong spot. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Uh, in which case, I would go to the bridge without the armor um, to to uh, to form up, and I'll bring everything with me, like the normal guns. But I, you know, um, I don't have expectation that they'll work. All right, and so I think we're gonna call it right there, and uh, we will be back here uh, for part two in about. Uh, we'll do a five minute break here.